Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, folks. What is going on? This is Justin Masson from Nintendo Dads. <clears throat> and this... Um, this might sound like a very different opener than what you're used to for the energy that we would typically have our show with. Um, and this, well, this isn't, this isn't a regular show. This isn't our normal show. Um, for those of you that are, are maybe unaware or, or haven't heard on social media or any of that, um, uh, this week we were informed that our, our good friend, uh, Bobby Paul's, the Nintendo guru, had uh, had unfortunately lost his fight to COVID-19 and passed away last week. Um, it's been several days since we've received that information and it's still pretty fresh. And uh, it's, it's hard to process that and to, to deal with that. And I think we all thought that, um, that Bobby was, was going to come out of it, right? We'd received some updates, um, uh, about a week ago that he was kind of out of ICU and was kind of on the, the right direction, the right direction. <clears throat> um, so I guess information, uh, hit us all pretty hard. And, uh, you know, Bobby, um, I've known Bobby for about five years now. Uh, and I was just so, so fortunate to to be able to be part of his his circle and for him to to kind of let let me in and be a friend um not just a friend of like the nintendo dads and you know those kind of like those you know soft f friends that you have but friends that you genuinely care about and connect with and are vested in and interested in and respect and value opinion and bobby bobby was that um you know, he was just such a, such a larger than life personality, um, such high, you know, energy and enthusiasm and passion. And, um, one of the things I, I really loved the most about Bobby and respected about him was his, his desire for community and his, his kind of ideal or his belief that community was not just like, you know, using the word community, but genuinely fostering and growing a community of people who, were kind to each other and respected each other and helped each other. And that wasn't just Bobby's community. And that wasn't just what he kind of believed there, but he believed that in, in, in just every community he was involved in, in every group he was a part of or every interaction. Um, he was just a, a person who genuinely cared and loved that you had the same passion as him and would love to spend that time um, with you and talk about it. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be able to, you know, have DMs with him and texts and private conversations and just, um, just an amazing individual who, who will be greatly missed and not just by, you know, us or the Nintendo dads, but by such a larger group of people. Um, because as you saw through social media, the interactions, the relationships, um, the people that he touched, um, were so many. And he really was like this kind of like anchor of the community. 
right? And he brought so many people together because of who he was, or they'd be introduced to another podcaster and their content creator, a friend because of Bobby. He was kind of this connective tissue that drew so much of us together. And, um, and that's hard. That's really hard to, to understand. I never had an opportunity to sit down like face to face, you know, meet face to face, sit down at a pub, have a drink, you know, share a meal, play some games together with Bobby. But I was fortunate enough to, to be on his podcast and his, him and ours so often. And the thing I, thing I remember is I would always get just so excited to be, to, you know, if Bobby asked me to be on Nintendo Talk or something or a Nintendo News show, yeah, I would love that. And it wasn't necessarily because, hey, I get to talk video games, but it was because I get to talk with Bobby. And the, the friendship and the relationship that, um, I had with Bobby. And I think that I've seen so many people echo was Bobby felt like a friend that you had known for, for decades, right? He, once, once you let him into your life, he was just in it. He was part of it. He was a fabric in it. He was a stitch in that, in that blanket and you were better for it. And I used to love just like, yeah, we, we talk about video games, but then like after the, after the post show, after the, the mics are off, um, you just sit there for like another hour to 90 minutes, just losing track of time and just connecting with them. It was like a friend that you hadn't seen for, for months and you were just so excited to spend that time together. And the reality is, is that we now don't have that time and that's hard. And that's hard for us to, to understand. And I don't have an answer for, for how to get through it. Um, we all kind of deal with it differently. Um, and this is the best way that I know how for us to deal with it. So for this week, we're not going to have a regular podcast. Um, instead, we're going to rerun an episode. Um, as a matter of fact, our first episode with Bobby Pauls, um, at this point, he was still, I think, referred to as the geek guru. He was in the middle of transitioning or rebranding to the Nintendo guru. And this is almost five years ago, actually. This was his first appearance on Nintendo Dads. Um, you want to throw, you know, call a throwback. Like this is Zach, myself, and Jesse five years ago, um, getting to connect with, with Bobby Pauls. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, couple other programming statements. Um, we'll be back next week um, with our regular scheduled content. Uh, Roger's base will, will join us again um, as a special guest. But for now, please uh, enjoy this episode with Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 72. On tonight's episode, we're joined by Bobby from the Geek Guru podcast to discuss our hands-on impressions with Mitomo and the My Nintendo service. It actually seems like Nintendo might actually be doing something right. What? Plus your questions and so much more. Zach, cue the music. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Dads podcast. My name is Zach Erickson and tonight is April 6th, 2016. 
joining me tonight for some wonderful Justin. Are you using a standing desk tonight, Justin Masson? I am. Yeah. You you were like you were getting like a full on jig, and I was like, that is not a sitting. That is not a sitting man's dance. Oh. You if you are if you do not check out our YouTube stuff, you need to see these sweet, relatively slightly obese white guy dance moves. So they're pretty. They're pretty awesome. But I actually had a really heavy meal, and I feel like I said I'm going to fall asleep. Right so on. I'm, I am standing. But, I, man, I am excited to be here. I got two exciting things going on tonight. First, I got my shirt from uh, from our Redbubble store, which I love. Artwork done by our friend Adam over on Megadad.org. Plus, I am so excited that Bobby from the Geek Guru is joining us tonight. I was on his show on Saturday, and it was just, uh, we just kept talking forever. So this could be, like, the longest episode in history. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> oh, man, we are in trouble. Yeah, we're going to pass out on the question. <laughs> right on. Joining us as well. So, Bobby, it's awesome to have you here, man. It's it's great as well. Joining us, of course, almost forgotten, but not. Just uh, Jesse Waldeck from VGTribune.com. Jesse, you've been having computer issues. Are we- I've just been sitting here quietly in the corner waiting for everyone else to get done with their intros. So, I think, so, so fine. I'll, I'll wait. Keep going. Yeah, we got the we, we we have a case of the giggles tonight. I don't know. We do. And Jesse's Jesse's computer. Jesse, I don't know if you're if Skype is doing that thing where it automatically turns you up and down. I think that's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. Well, because it suddenly was super hot. I think you might need to uncheck that box. Turning Jesse up and down and it being super hot. That's the title of the show right yeah, there. I think. Absolutely. That's, turn. that's what my wife says. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's head straight into the news, Jesse. If you can do that, if we need to pause to do that, we can. But uh, I, I just unchecked it. Let me know what I have to. If okay. I have to it up and down. Cool. Well, we're gonna head straight into the news, shall we? Do it. All right. And of course, the news this week is brought to you by our partnership with OneUpBox.com. Hey, guys, for um, you like awesome geek stuff, of course you do. Head over to OneUpBox.com, uh, check the subscribe button, and you get every single month a box of awesome goodness. Uh, this last month for March, it was Versus. There was a Batman versus T- um, Superman t-shirt in there. There was badges. There were stickers. There was all kinds of really awesome, sweet deal. But the great part is if you use the code NintendoDads, you get $3 off your first box. So, guys, check it out again, oneupbox.com. Badges? We don't need no stinking, stinking badges. <laughs> also, by is the way. that from the Badge Arcade? Yeah. <laughs> also, two things. Uh, one, uh, don't eat wine gums during the, the advertisement. That's not a good idea. I'm putting this That's a podcasting there. pro tip. That's, uh, I'm going to put that over there. Second, um, I'm sure they were super happy about having Batman versus Superman in their one-up box. It, great promotional sort of thing, but um, let's all pour one out. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the news, shall we? Um, uh, Mitomo. Mitomo is out. Hey, guys, how's Mitomo? How's, how do you like it? I am three weeks into Mitomo now. How are you liking it? Uh, it, it launched, when was it? Last Thursday? Did it launch, right? Yeah, Mitomo, th- yeah, now? yeah. Thursday morning. Was it Thursday morning or Friday morning? Uh, I think it was Thursday. It was Thursday Thursday morning. I know we we tried some. I I tried staying up a little bit, thinking it might be at uh, like two a.m. my time Mm -hmm. or three a.m. my time, because that's because that was the cutoff for getting the early early points. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it actually hit until more like six or seven. Mm -hmm. Because I I remember waking up in the middle of the night, checking the line chat, and they're like, "Nope, it's not up yet." Nice. I've got my phone plugged in here. I'm going to do it again. I know I did this a couple weeks ago. Let's see what's going on. What's up? What's up? 
Wow. Here's a gift from Nintendo for being so awesome. What'd I get? A game ticket? You oh, man. Title of cool cat. Oh, and I earned a title of Cool Cat. I actually just wanted the music. Thanks, man. There we go. The, uh... The thing is, it's like, I'm curious about you, because you've been playing it for a while, right, Zach? Yeah, well, here's the thing, and I don't want to, like... Here's my immediate impression with this, and I want to get to your guys' in a sec, too. Actually, maybe I should get... Eh, I'm going to give mine first, even though I might soil it. Um, something that I've noticed with Tomo now is that I have... How many friends do I have on here? I've got, like... I'm going to unplug this, because I, I don't think people want to actually hear that. Um, I've got, like, probably, like, 70-something friends. I'm realizing Is that, that it? I, I, yeah, I, I intentionally that, did not. Like the game to me. I, I feel like I did not. Um, like I, well, I intentionally limited the friends that I have on there. But if somebody requested me, then I would, I would accept the request. And so I have something like seventy. I have where what? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Um, and here's the thing that I'm noticing is that there seems to be an inverse relationship between how many friends I have and how much enjoyment I'm getting out of this game. <laughs> because, because the, that's, sorry, go that's ahead. Prob that's probably exactly where I'm at too. And, and when my, I have 172 friends. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, see, I, I essentially, what I've done is, you know, like I, I, and I still have four more people that who has requested friends that I haven't answered yet. And the whole purpose, and like I think we'll get to, to general impressions, but I guess for me, the draw of this was getting to interact with people that I know in order to get to know them, right? And it, to get to know them better. People who are acquaintances or, you know, people who I know online and through various little things... Um, sometimes I don't know the person and it's just this random person who that's fine. Like, I, I think it's great that I can listen to other people's answers or, or that they can listen to mine, you know, being, and I think honestly, for me, it's also a little bit different, like for us as podcasters, because a lot of people are interested in what we, what we have to say, but I'm not necessarily, I, I, I also would like to be able to listen to my own friends specifically and, and be able to highlight these are the people that I want to make sure that I hear about or hear their answers. And then the, these are some other people who it's great. I like to be friends with them, but I, I'm not that, but I don't necessarily want to hear every single answer that they have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you exactly with that because the hardest thing for me is trying to find my friend. I've had, I, I'm killing you guys. I got 500 friends. Holy cow, so, dude. Yeah, and it's so difficult to keep up with who's who because the hardest thing is like well, the other day after we got done the show, I was going to take a picture. So Justin was easy to grab. So I found Justin. But when I was looking for Mark, the other guy that was on the show with us, I have three different Marks. And I'm like, well, which one's him? And I'm having to like look at his wardrobe and his face and I'm like, okay, this looks a little bit like the mark I want and I grabbed him and it was it turned out it was him. But that's a little bit difficulty right there. I feel like if it's a Facebook friend or a Twitter friend, it should have the logo stay the same way as when they when they send you the friend request. If it's someone you know, mm -hmm. it has their little Facebook or Twitter uh, yes, icon next to their absolutely. name. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that would make it easier. 
but to, to to add on to what you're saying, like I do feel like it's I'm starting to get a, a better feel for it as the days go on, and I'm starting to like it a little bit more. Like I think it depends on your friends more or less and what their interaction is. Because like just a little bit ago, like one of my buddies tweeted me, and uh, Sean Capri he tweeted me and was like, you know, look at this answer that you posted, and it, it was kind of funny. And so that type of stuff, I think, is where the interest comes from me, but. Overall, it's not the most solid thing. I think the only thing that's really keeping me is all the uh, rewards that I'm getting through oh, my exa- Nintendo. That's exactly it, right? Like I, I, um, and we'll get to my Nintendo in a second too. But I think that it is, uh, it's the recent activity. It seems like they just dump everything into this recent activity tab, right? So, like, I'm looking at it right now, and it has one of mine, uh, or one of mine, one of mine. And so, basically, the way it seems to order it is. Here are all of the ones that you, that all of the ones of my answers that have new comments. Then it will start showing ones that I commented on um, and that have a new comments. But I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily interested in those, but it bun- bunches them all in the same feed. Um, and then, you know, and then maybe way down at the bottom, we have, um, you know, ones that I have just hearts for, like new hearts. And I I'm think like, your best option is to jump into friends because that's where I'm starting to find. To but have you've got to spend you've got to spend candy in order to get the. You don't have to. You don't have to. They'll give you a couple answers for free, and then you'll have to spend the candy. Okay. But, you know, but when you have the, you look at the list, and when everybody that's on the list and typically has like a red dot next to them, oh, okay, you'll get like sure. one or two questions that you can listen to for free. And then you have to spend the candy mm-hmm. after that. But I have like sixty pieces of candy, so I'm just like, whatever. Here, yeah, take a piece, you know. Yeah, but I don't like spending the candy because it kind of feels like it's that doesn't. That's what it's a thrill behind it. The, and the, well, and that's all that's there too. Like that's all it's there for. Yeah, uh, the candy, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. I would, you know, I I I'd kind of uh, agree with, and, and you know, we brought this up on on Bobby's episode or when I was on Bobby's uh, the Geek Guru podcast on Saturday. But I think what it needs to do, um, you know, we've kind of gone through the, you know, you know, Bobby's got over 500 friends. I've got over 115. What I need to be able to do that solves this is to be able to group and bundle. Right. Yeah. So I make lists. To, yeah. Like, so I want to be able to slide through and it, it almost kind of reminds me of Google Plus. One of the good things that Google Plus actually did as a social media platform was it allowed you to create, create groups. Right. So there was community, there was friends, there was kind of like acquaintances Your almost, circles right? i think is circles what they call yeah it, right? they call yeah. circles essentially right but but i want to be able to to drop in there like so here's the nintendo dad's community right so these are people that i actively are engaged with in our community and i want to be able to talk to them directly great then there's a column of like all my podcast connections right so like bobby's in there right then there's like the friends group right and then there's this kind of like people i don't really know on the internet but they want to connect right yeah. and i want to be able to decide which of those columns i want to connect into to see what's going on. I think that for me feels like, and I was saying it before, if this indeed wants to move from being, you know, Nintendo has it qualified as a social experience. If Nintendo wants it to be able to move into a platform where it's competing against a Twitter, a Facebook, a line, my messenger, whatever it is, it needs to be able to have one-to-one communication and create groupings in a way that actually has value. I, I think another, yeah, adding on to that too, I think one of the, one of my big issues with it, kind of going back to what you said as well, Bobby, is that is that 
the idea that there's no there is no profile picture like there is on literally every other social media platform Mm -hmm. and so like especially for for myself like i try some i mean sometimes like maybe a better example is like nintendo dads right where we have a very specific profile picture you see it and you're like that's nintendo dads right there Mm -hmm. um and to be able to look at the picture and say okay i know who this person is whereas on here all that you really have is a me right and and after a while all the me's start looking the same right yeah and so and so i think as well they need to i i don't know who it is like i could be talking to somebody very specific that i that i know very personally but they ended up choosing a screen name or this and that and it ended up it ends up losing like i don't even know who i'm talking who's whose answer i'm talking or i'm listening to right so uh, I, th- I think that I think the one thing too, and th- I'm curious where you guys stand on this too, is obviously, like we said before, and, and it's been mentioned time and again, it's like the Nintendo fans are going to jump on this and go. Yeah. But are you getting your like normal friends starting? Because I'm starting to get friend requests from normal friends that I was like, "Wow, you found out about this," and it's kind of that's kind of cool to start seeing friends starting to pick it up. And I've only had about three. So out of my 500 friends, three of them are just people that I wouldn't even quantify as being like Nintendo people and and knowing about this. And then the guy that I work with, when I went into work, he's like, hey, what's this Mitomo thing? Like I went into the app store and I saw, you know, Mitomo and I saw Nintendo. What exactly is it? So I, I explained it to him and he actually downloaded it and he started using it. So but are you guys seeing any like. I would say common people. Or, yeah, or I've, I've, I've got a couple of, of – I like the word common folk. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, people who would not be what I would call like like us, right? The Nintendo faithfuls, the Nintendo fanboys who are definitely on it. But a couple of people who are kind of like the, the, the common medium person. I have had a couple of those. And I was like, oh, you've jumped into it. And they're like, yeah, it's – you know, I found it in the app store. I recognize Nintendo. This looks – you know, in the words that were there, they said they're like, "Oh, this looks cute. I recognize those me's." And we talked about this on your episode, yeah, right? Yeah. Of, of the visibility of the me, right? The me is such a accessible, almost icon of casual gaming that Nintendo created back when the Wii was created. That I think that's where the draw is, right? Like that's the thing that sucks it in. Um, so it will be interesting to see what the long, long tooth of it is, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. I I just went into the app store and Matomo was the first banner I saw. Boom. Well, it was the top of the app store, right? The, it was the most downloaded free app on the iOS app store. Uh, now, I did I did see someone had posted, I guess it was an article, and I think they dropped it into my my Facebook group. Um, and they basically, what the article was basically saying was like, Nintendo's 87th out of 100 in terms of like revenue earned yep. from their apps. And the, the person was like, oh, this isn't boding well for Nintendo. And I was like, listen, there's hundreds of thousands of apps. So for me, for Nintendo to be ranked in the top 100 after only not even five days out, that to me says that it's working for them and it's doing something. Now, you know, it's not going to be an Angry Birds or anything like that where it's going to skyrocket to number one until they start getting into the customizable stuff, meaning like for us, like the, the Nintendo stuff, like if my guy, if I can buy a Link suit or a Samus suit or things like that, then I'm going to probably be willing to spend a little bit. But the the kicker for me is if they can maneuver from, if they can add some Tomodachi life stuff to it, meaning if I can change my apartment 
so I can customize my apartment yeah. in, in addition to my clothes, you know, where I can have like a Mario statue or a Link statue or something in my apartment. And then that I think is where they're going to start earning the money from us, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Nintendo fan, the casual fan. I'm sure they're going to make money off the cat suit and the hot dog suit and stuff, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend real money on stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and, the, and the interesting part is like, so that's, I mean, that's off of the app store in relation to spending money. Right. But yeah. there's this kind of, there's this kind of second level that's actually baked into it. Right. So, I mean, we'll transition when we talk about the, my, the, my Nintendo rewards, but right. But if I earn, Mitomo points or platinum points, I get 15% off on something. Or if I have enough gold, I get 30. Well, that's convertible into maybe I wouldn't have purchased that game beforehand, but now, but now I am, right? So for example, as Majora's Mask, I get 30% off. Huh. You mm-hmm. know, I don't I would probably wouldn't have bought it at full price, but at 30%? Hmm, yeah, maybe or 30% off, I might, right? Mm-hmm. So there's some of those conversion points as well in there that I think will be an interesting revenue for them. Yeah, I think, and going back to, you know, the fact that it's 87, 87 out of 100. In the first week. Yeah, and Kimishima, you know, a, a while ago, he had even said something to the effect of, you know what, with this, like, Mitomo, their their goal is not to make a ton of money with Mitomo. What their goal is, is to get as many people with Nintendo accounts as possible. And yeah. that is, and the fact that you can buy coins there, honestly... I think is more of just like setting the expectation. Yes, we will have microtransactions. This is going to be a thing, um, but not necessarily, you know, just kind of putting themselves alongside any other, uh, you know, app creator who has microtransactions in their app. I think that well, that's-, if that's what he's looking for. And if that's what Nintendo's goal was, that I think they're pretty successful because what they do, 3 million downloads mm-hmm. within, you know, once they opened up the United States and, and Europe or North America and Europe, it went from a million when they did, because Japan was an instant million. And a lot of people were like, oh, how many of those were Americans and Europeans that were, were grabbing these because they wanted to be involved right away? It showed that like maybe it wasn't as many as people thought because we they did get another couple million upon that. So I think the, the total right now is right around three or four million. So if that's immediate, you know, it, and you got to think that like at least 99 percent of those people created Nintendo accounts on top yeah. of just like you know the, the, the media they media. definitely incentivize you to do that absolutely yeah. absolutely. Like, like let's let's kind of put this in context for just a couple seconds. And I don't have the numbers off my head exactly, but I know them the roughly. The Wii U Smash Brothers sold just over three million copies in its life cycle worldwide. Wow. This app has been out for just over a week and is hitting that threshold. Three, three weeks in Japan, one week everywhere else. Yeah. So that's so when you think about that from a from a from a long term perspective, that's a that's a little bit insane. Yeah. Right, yeah, and I, you're what you're over a year, yeah, like you know, a year and six months, maybe you know, yeah. a little less than that. Like, so if, if you look at that in those perspectives, like that's huge mm-hmm. to think that they, you know, that quickly. Now, of course, you're looking at one that costs sixty bucks and one yeah. that's free. But at the end of the day, that's what they want. They they want to get us locked in because honestly, they got me hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly bouncing back and forth. Like it's almost like 
Yomo and my Nintendo account are hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. I'm back and forth and going, what do I need to do to earn a couple extra coins today? And, yeah. and I'm doing it, you know? It, it, is, it is such a, you know, such a ring a bell and salivate, right, kind of scenario where, you know, in the morning when I wake up, one of the, you know, I'm kind of checking my Twitter feed, kind of wake up for the first couple of moments. The first thing I do is I go through Mitomo. And I listen to those 10 requests and I put in my three answers and I get those points. I go change an outfit. And then what I have to do after that is kind of like, and I'm done. Like I have to put it down for the day or else it's going to, it's going to suck my life and my battery away. So I need to do this. Right. But sure enough on, you know, on Monday morning, I went into the eShop and I went into the Miiverse and I got those additional coins and, you know, and you're watching your little, your little tanks fill up and you're like, my platinum ones, they're like overflowing and falling on the ground. Right. And you're like, have you redeemed yours by the way? I have not. My, my, my pot of gold and things just keep flowing. Nothing in there has grabbed my eye yet because again, there's some of them are switching over in five one, right? I'm like, Hey, if I have a plethora of stuff, I'm going to really, what is what's switching over in, in May? Five five one when we get over. Well, let's. How about we hold that until we get over to? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, my sure. rewards up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, some your. Oh boy, hang on. Pause. Okay, so, we're back. <laughs> so so Bobby was talking about cashing in his points. So Bobby, what yes. happened for you there, buddy? Okay, so I cashed in. I got the Zelda Picross. I spent a thousand coins to get it. But the one thing that I was saying was the one thing that I really, really liked about it was it then opened up this new feature that Nintendo has embraced, which is immediate downloads. Like I had the choice of typing in a code or sending it right to my 3DS, which I did. And it just said, put your 3DS to sleep. I closed it a couple minutes later, opened it up. Boom. There it was. So for me, that's huge. Like, I think that's the big thing. And that feature, I think, is available for pretty much every game now. Because I, yes. I, in addition to that, I bought, I think, about four games: uh, three on the 3DS and one on the Wii U. And uh, did that use that method, you know, from the Nintendo website? Picked every game that I wanted to buy, and had it send it through my Nintendo, my the my Nintendo account, and they all worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed it has seemed, you know, we were we were joking about this even before. It was kind of like. It's almost too easy. Yeah, and, yeah. It's and, like, uh, what? And Why it is feels this? very non-Nintendo in those ways, right? And I mean, even even if you kind of boil, like we, I mean, our earlier conversation about Mitomo, but even like think about Mitomo and your responses. I I can write anything I want in those responses, and that little person's gonna say it. Which is really non-Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That is so non-Nintendo. <laughs> I've yeah. heard some pretty terrible well, things come I've, out of some Mies mouths this week. I've heard an explanation of why that happens. Okay. <laughs> in the, the 3DS, all the profanity filters are in the system at the keyboard language level. Mm. So it's not in the app. So when they wrote this app, they wrote the app the way they would write an app with the 3DS. Which mm. And the, and the iOS and the Android keyboards don't have the filter, right? <laughs> so it'll just do what do you type in. Well, I think another another point that um, I was just catching up on, I think it was our Radio Free Nintendo. Another point that they made over there that I thought was interesting was, you know, this is very uncharacteristic, especially if when you consider Swap Note. And how they freaking shut that thing down because of what the potential was there. Yeah. Um, 
But then if you consider, well, part of the concern was that that the 3DS is Nintendo's hardware platform, right? Everything, anything that happens on there is straight up Nintendo. Like it's up to them to tighten that business up. Whereas if they're on Android or iOS, um, it's not their hardware. And so, you know, if, and they probably have apps that can do 10 times worse. Exactly. Right. Like the looking at what, what the expectation is from the consumer as well. Like I mean, what's Tinder? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like go and go and look at like kick or, you know, some of those weird, there's lots of stuff on there. There's an Ashley Madison app, right? I mean, like, you you know what I mean? So there's, so there's uh, a little bit more there. I think that it is still interesting. I don't know. I like that it's unfiltered because uh, I, I think that it's, it, and I mean, you you see the same thing right now with, um, you know, with uh, some of the me photos that I've seen on, Mm -hmm. you know, it's published online as well, where it's just like, wow. Like, I don't know if Nintendo, particularly cares that uh, i think they actually probably are are good to just leave it because they're allowing nintendo's more mature fans to kind of shape the nintendo brand into something that is more appealing to them right and it almost becomes a sort of viral marketing sort of side where it's like look at this absolutely obscene me photo that's hilarious and and allow the viral marketing to kind of go that way too so well i think too and i wonder how much dna has involvement in with this because we know how nintendo is and we've all heard the stories of like when they tried to get voice chat included and or maybe we haven't heard all heard the story but there, i remember listening to nbc a while ago a couple of years ago and they had where they were talking about where Nintendo was partnered and they were trying to get voice chat onto certain things. And like, there's these huge arguments taking place right in the meeting rooms where, you know, they're screaming at each other and one side wants it. Another side doesn't want it. And then they decided not going to go with it. I wonder how much DNA is just like, Hey, look guys, you, you need to revolutionize a little bit here. You had, you're competing with Snapchat and Facebook and, Instagram and all this other stuff and they don't censor you can't you know you can't start censoring stuff because people are just going to leave immediately so yeah um because I, I you know like us we get it we understand what Nintendo's about we understand what it represents you know our normal everyday so-and-so friends and stuff like the people we work with they don't get it and if they get sit there and go like oh I try to make a joke and I try to do this thing and it wouldn't even let me like this is stupid yeah. You're going to lose people that way. That, that would have been that would have been suicide, and I like that they're they're unfiltered that way. Yeah. Um, talking about like they've said that they're going to continue to explore ways to update the game. Um, I think it's funny that I say game; it's kind of a game. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think would be good additions to Mitomo that would um, that would kind of ensure your continued interest in it? Well. Before kind of before we go there, I wanted to kind of backtrack of what you said earlier about how the more friends you have, you kind of have a decreasing experience. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder, and, and, and I'm agreeing with you. And you know, I, I'm hitting this app less and less every day. Um, I wonder how different that would be if they never enabled the mutual friends mm. advice. Yeah. I think that might have been the better thing to do. It might actually have been that. better off without the mutual friends thing. The friends because of friends. With the original version 1.0.0, 0, 0, 0, 
didn't allow that. That was added at, at with version 1.1.0, which got updated the day before it launched in North America. Mm-hmm. My only my only thing with that is there are people that I'm legitimately friends with on either Facebook or Twitter, and I wasn't able to connect with them at all. And then a couple of days later, I get a friend request from that person, and it says that we have mutual friends. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I know I'm friends with this person on either Twitter or Instagram, or I mean, or on Facebook, and it wasn't connecting me. So that's there's an issue there with that. Yeah, that that's setup an issue. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's that I I have specifically followed, you know, mutually followed people on Twitter in an attempt to become friends with them on Mitomo and it hasn't worked. So yeah. I don't know what that's about either. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Because it doesn't it doesn't, you know, it doesn't compile in your list to say like, okay, you can add this person. Like I'm adding people that are all sending me requests. I haven't sent any requests because when I go through to do requests, it's like three people and I don't even know who they are. So I don't mm-hmm. even add them. So I don't know, you know, how this is all working out. It's kind of strange, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I definitely think there's some UI issues there that they need to iron out um, for sure. Like that's, I think that is, you know, making it a little bit more like a social network as far mm-hmm. as having some sort of like a profile or something like that, just a little bit. And they kind of have that with the, the here's your personality test and things like that. And it seems like just about everybody ends up getting the same thing, which is like outgoing charmer or something like that. Yeah. A lot of people seem to be getting the same one. Um, yeah. But uh, I think looking at Tomodachi life, there are a few, a few um, things that they could gamify this a little bit more. That would be really cool. It would be neat to be able to, have maybe some relationship stats i don't know if they would actually do this but you know like in tomodachi life they had there was a sort of a lot of it was under the hood but but have the option or the trying to you know these are my best friends or these are my me's best friends i should say because those are different than you know it's funny it's funny too how by the by the way how it's like no, this is not my friend. This is my friend's me, and this is my me. And it's 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 interesting that it everybody has their own me, but it is not the person. Like it's two separate entities. I think it's really funny. But yeah, um, but but I, I think the one thing that I would like that they do in Tomodachi Life is like I would like the ability to like when I go into the game. It's happened a few times. Like I'll go in and I'm not there, and it says that I'm at so and so's house. Like I would like the ability to go over to that house and see. And I would like almost there to be more interaction because like with Tomodachi life, like I would go to another house and I'd see my, my me playing, you know, Wii U with another me or, you know, running around in circles or rolling around the floor, just doing goofy things. Yeah. That was, that was hilarious. That would be fun. Well, that, that was some of the funniest stuff in, uh, in, uh, tomodachi life was oh something's going on at the town square and it's like some weird rap battle right mm-hmm. <laughs> just weird stuff like that or just yeah. or or you would go and oh like well let's go over to the carnival and there would be people or the diner you know there's here's here's uh you know justin and jesse having some weird conversation about you know watermelon seeds or something like yeah. really weird but uh but fun. i think that they could take a lot of the stuff in tomodachi life and put it straight into mitomo and it would work Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Did either of you, Justin and Jesse, neither of you played Tomodachi Life, right? I did not know. Uh, nor did I. Yeah. See, I, man, I, I might actually, it, this kind of makes me want to go back to it too. Like it's. Me too. 
because it was it was so weird like it was it was really weird um but in in a really good but it it worked you know like i they can eliminate the food and all that stuff you don't necessarily need the, the food aspect of it but like like I said, like the apartments, like I thought that was cool. I, and I, I think they, the apartments, like you try to put, you know, you try to put your apartment in the game anyway. You're trying to put the character in the game with the theme apartment that you would have. So I would like the fact of like, hey, you can buy this apartment and put your character in there and stuff like that would be to me. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. Uh, and that kind of brings up as well the, uh, you know, they've said that they're going to be five to- is it five total justin um five yeah total yeah, five s- smartphone apps in uh by the end of this fiscal year and uh that is like at least one per quarter right uh yeah. it, which is which is kind of insane if you think about it which would to me at least suggest that we can expect the next next one to be announced my guess is that it will be announced at e3 I'm, I'm going to guess either it's going to be announced E3 on that day available to per, to download, or it's going to be just right before it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and, and they have said, if I'm not mistaken, they have said that they're at some point they're going to start implementing like Nintendo characters into these games as well. Correct? Yeah, they've said the second correct. one. The second one, I think they. I don't know if they specifically said it, but my guess, my guess is the next one is going to be a Mario title. Yeah, they did say that the next th- um, the next mobile game will use a popular, well known Nintendo character. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be a? Do you think it's Mario? Do you think it's uh, Tingle? Tingle. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was yeah. thinking Tingle, and I was it's, like, it's way too. You know what? I don't think. I think that Tingle. They maybe. <laughs> I, can't, got, I can't believe we're having this conversation that's going to be tingle all right let's just now let's be real it could well, potentially yeah. be link it'll be link's crossbow well, training too remember, remember in japan there's like four tingle games that never came out of that country yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like that character is popular in japan yeah I, I'm not. I'm not. I like it. how like really upset you sound. You're like, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I. 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 Th- that was my. That was my. My therapist. I don't agree at all. But I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> that, that. Which it, it was very. Nice. I'm a man. I can take it. Yeah, but that's. Uh, here's the thing. Is that I think that essentially Leave what we be straight back. <laughs> It's never going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. I do think. I do think that. Um, I do think that there's a that it's got to be one of their biggest ones. It's got to be a Mario or Zelda. There's I could see I could see like Doctor Mario coming. Like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe something Mario? with DK. What if they basically turn you know that the sort of drag and drop Doctor Mario? Yeah, um, I can definitely see them doing something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, what else? I mean, you have to think an aspect of they're going well. They have said that they're going to charge for games too, and they're going to make it like you know a fifteen to twenty dollar game, you know. So that's a possibility as well. They I could even see do them like putting yeah. in a Doctor Mario and doing like a free to play, but also doing a you know you could just buy the game in whole, and there you go. Yeah, I think as well. What you what they could do is another, and I think we've talked about this before, but take that that amiibo, uh, Mario and and Donkey Kong game. And port that to a phone. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess maybe not necessarily a phone, but more of a tablet. Maybe a phone. I don't know. 
Um, I guess yeah. really, really, the, I mean, if you look at your phone screen and then you look at a DS screen, it's not that different, right? Like, and, and they said, now here's a question. Did they say that, and I can't remember, and that's why I'm asking. Did they say that they're going to do five apps or five games? Because I think five apps. I, I mean, because I can see like an eShop app coming or a, you know, Mario Maker app, like basically giving you a, like a, a rather than having to go to the website and do all that stuff, like where you can search, you know, what I would really love, I would love a Mario Maker like builder app yeah. where you can build a level and then send it right to your game. Honestly, what I really want, and this is, I mean, this seems so straightforward, is I want basically a Nintendo version of the PlayStation app. I don't know if anybody here has the PlayStation app, but it's got got your friend list. It's got a link straight to the store. It's got, uh, you know, you... All of the achievements, so you could have my Nintendo right in the app. Yeah. Um, they basically need to look at Sony's app and just. Yep. I I don't because right now I have, I have my Nintendo bookmarked onto my home screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which I mean, it's great. It's got this cool little smartphone logo. It looks exactly like a smartphone app. Uh, you know, the website does, and so. But, to, but let's be honest. Doesn't it feel like this is the direction they're going in? Like yeah. Let's be honest. This is the fir- we're, we're all longtime Nintendo fans. This is the first time that it actually feels like in a long time. I mean, look at with the Nintendo with the NES, the SNES. It felt like that was an era where it felt like Nintendo could do no wrong. Everything they gave us was a home run every single time. It feels almost like they finally got their stuff together, and it feels like they're starting to understand how everything works. And it's it's strange, you know, like. I truly believe that like they're they're looking and they're listening and they're going, okay, you want this? We're gonna give it to you. Like that eShop, to me, that as seamless as it is, as smooth as it is, that was mind-blowing for me. Like to me, that was the best thing that came out of last Thursday. Like Mitomo was cool, my Nintendo was cool. That ability to buy games and just send them right to your device is huge. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. you know, like an example. Last week, I was talking to um, to a buddy of mine on Twitter, and we're back and forth in DMs, and we're, we're talking, and he says, hey, have you tried this game? And I was like, no, what is it? And he tells me, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, is it available in the eShop? He said, yeah. I looked up on the store, clicked download. I walked downstairs, and it was already there. And it was just sitting there. I was like, this you're like, is what? awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was like this. I'm like, it worked. Like, holy cow, you know? So I, I think now, we're- is that, Does this work with everything? That, oh, it does. Okay. Sorry, I was just yeah. I'm just on their website right now and looking and it does say buy digital right there and it's yeah. I'm logged yeah. into my account. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And as long as your account is linked, you know what I mean? Like as long as your 3DS is linked to your Nintendo ID and your Wii U is linked to your Nintendo ID, it will go right to the device. Wow. This is like the future. Except that <laughs> except that Microsoft and Sony fans have had this forever. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Well, and, and, and the thing that interests me the most, and this is kind of the point that I think we're all kind of like, if 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 this is what we're excited about, right? We're excited about a really clean eShop interface. It's really easily easy to use. Uh, a mobile game that's kind of weirdly addictive, but we seem to like it. A reward system that seems to be very easy to use. Yeah. Like the thing that this has done more for me as a Nintendo fan, as we've watched the last year and a year half, two years of Nintendo. This has given me hope, right? I think yeah. this is what you're talking about, Bobby, right? There's a hope now that I'm like, 
they might have, you know, like, like, let's face it, Nintendo has been this underdog for the last, you know, generation at least that we're kind of, and we've always been like, no, you're going to do it one day. And it's like, oh oh my God, the one day might actually be here. Yeah. And um, what I'm, oh, it's got me so hyped for now is I want to see what's around that corner. I want to see what's it, what the NX is. I want to yeah. see their strategy bigger. I want to see how these things are connected. I want to see how I purchase Zelda for the NX, but I can play. I have access to some part of it on my mobile. And like I want to see their globalized strategy for how all this works together because that is the hook. Yeah. That Holy is the cow. thing that will keep us yeah. going forever. I'm just looking at this online. I'm looking at this online version of the eShop, and I'm just like <laughs> – Wow! For my only it's amazing, right? Like, well, it's like straight up like panels with art. My only concern here, or not concern, is my only question is why did they call it the game store on the website? Their website calls it a game store and not the eShop. I don't know. Let's yeah, we can't fix that. all of the problems in life, all right? Exactly. Get your branding straight, man. Anyway, <laughs> come on, new 3ds. You're gonna ask that question, really? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, one, one thing I thought of is you, if you buy something from eShop that's more than five dollars, you get some gold coins. Yeah. So we met, and Bobby mentioned that future Nintendo apps will likely charge fifteen to twenty bucks. Yeah. Are we going to get gold coins for those purchases too? I'm sure we will. Uh, no, I think you get platinum. Well, Mitomo, you get platinum coins, right? Listen, this is what I want. And and this is this is what I'm hoping it leads to. I want that when I walk into the Nintendo World store in New York City, I get coins for walking into their store. Mm-hmm. And I want that when I go to Universal Studios and I go into the Nintendo section, I get coins for being in there. Like I think that at that point is a game changer. I think that that is takes it from because for me it's it's like look. Microsoft, Sony, Sony's not doing this, but Microsoft basically does something very similar with their achievements where if you play the game for so long and you do this, you do that, you you unlock rewards and all that. So this is basically they're they're taking from Microsoft and this. But the one thing that they don't do and they don't really have the ability to do is to add real life things to this. You know, like, hey, I go to an amusement park that's Nintendo themed and I'm earning credit while I'm there, you know, because – you got to think of it like they could put a geofence up. When you walk in with your phone, it will recognize that you're there. It's all linked together, and then boom, you're earning credit. That to me is when Nintendo totally starts to to kill it with this this whole thing. And I yeah. think that's coming. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that it's coming. And I think I think a very real possibility with that too is something like a My Nintendo app that you go in and they you pull up your smartphone and they scan your QR code. And that triggers something in your account. Yes. Like, I think that's a very real possibility too, for sure. So, yeah. uh, right on. Well, uh, as well, the, I guess the last thing with this that we haven't talked about a ton is my Nintendo. Um, and what do you guys? How do you guys feel about the uh, the different options uh, that they? Is it my dot Yes, it is. Yes, it's both actually. I yeah. think if you type in either on middle, send you to it. Yeah. So my Essentially, you know, you we've got our options here. Not really any surprises, right? Like it's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have bought the Mario suit in Mitomo because our cover art is me is I'm wearing the Mario costume, so you know I gotta have that. Uh, and I also <laughs> got um, I also got Wario wear touched. So yeah, so I've got uh, I've gotten both of those, and I think I have enough to buy one of these themes if I want it. 
But uh, I've been, I've been sitting earning I've been sitting earning coins for a little bit longer than you guys, I think. So now, did you guys get the special hidden coins on the website? Yeah, you yeah. click on the in the on the box at the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah, but there was also a coin like laying on the ground. Yep. Yeah, I think if they just show that. up every once in a while. Yeah, that, that's another weekly thing. You go to yeah. go to this website once a week, you can get thirty coins for that. Which I think that's, I mean, it's cool. It's it's making you go places. So, so and just do things. so like once a week, just hitting three sites, you'll get almost a hundred coins. You know, my yeah. Nintendo, Miiverse, eShop. Yep. Of which I still have to hit my eShop. So. I, I think Sweet. like for for the mine my, my Nintendo because uh, obviously it's it's the rewards that kind of keep coming back to you right but I mean I think like right out the gate you know Pit Cross is available uh, the Mitomo suits there's Mitomo um, tickets to purchase then there is the you know the, using platinum or Mitomo points or coins there is the fifteen percent off deals right so and for mine and I'm gonna assume guys the same for you guys fifteen uh, percent off Zelda Wind Waker Yoshi's Woolly World um Le- link between worlds and animal crossing new leaf plus uh 3d um super mario 3d land now the nice part about about those is i mean those are those are good games yeah right like they're not throwing shovelware at you they're throwing exactly. really good games like but in my case those are games i already own sure yeah, yeah they are they're already what you own but i mean you know i mean those are if you don't own them, those are great games to pick up. And a 15% deal off, that's great. I mean, Yoshi's Woolly World only came out in April. Last year, we were raving about Yoshi's Woolly World. Like, these are great yeah. games. And then you roll into the gold section, right, where it's 30% off. And, I mean, you've got Splatoon, Captain Toad. Um, There's some deal. Uh, like, these, like this uh, this super new Super Luigi U, I don't have that. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. 170 coins. That's not too shabby. Like, yeah, I, that's... And it's it, it and it's a meaty it's a meaty DLC package. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not like just one level or two levels. Like there's it's a full game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but if you can't get past the second or third level, it's not you lose fun really quick. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, like, and that one, I mean, that's essentially now, Justin. It, do we get additional coins because we're in Canada because we're paying more for the same thing? <laughs> well, the I, interesting I don't know part, they, part is, I mean, it's based it so. Actually, there's there's a question I want to like, so put a pin in that one for a second. Zach. Oh, you know what? Something... You, I could, okay, sorry. Go ahead. We we put can a put pin, a pin in it. <laughs> put a pin in that one for a second because I do want to come back to that because I think Nintendo has done something very subtly that I don't know if we're all really aware of because I want I want you guys to f- float the question. But the rewards so for the fifteen percent off the thirty percent, those roll and and come to something new. They are only valid until May first. So if you actually oh. click on them, they said the offer um, reward available until May 1st, 2016 at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. So basically May 1st, when you come in here, you can expect to see a brand new set of 15% off stickers and 30% That's off That's a monthly – so, yeah. the, so the, the discounts are a monthly deal. Correct. Um, the the DLC packs like same with the Mario here. suit. By the way, the yeah, Mario, Mario suit is only for April. Same thing with the themes. Those are only until the end of May. What seems to be sticking around a bit longer is some of the games you could download. So, for example, Fusion is until August. Um, I think I was even seeing um, six golden coins until July. So they so I mean they're going to actively be switching out this the what's available to you as well now there is another section in the rewards which is um in your profile which is offers just for you whoa wait what now there is there is a section where if you go to like your profile yeah and you click on account settings okay no not the account settings where'd it go bear with me one second here folks this is is it the menu on the top left 
Uh, nope, that's not it either. I'll have to find it in a second. I had it a couple moments ago. I will find it for you. But it can actually say spe- there's actually like a special offers just for you. Now, there's nothing in there currently. Um, maybe it disappeared. But I find that interesting that eventually they'll just be like, hey, maybe it's your birthday. So here you go. Yeah. Like we're going to give you. Um, I think it, dis- it must have disappeared because I don't see it anymore. Okay. Uh, but the thing I want to talk about for putting a pin in it, if we go to missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're talking. So this is Zach, you talking about, you know, do we earn more? So we're scrolling through here. Okay. I get 10 golden coins for $7 to 14. You know, we're going up to, okay, $56 to $68.99, 50. Right, so See, are, these numbers, are, yeah, these numbers are different. Are, blah, blah, blah. They are accounting for uh, currency okay. because my 10 coins is $5 to $9.99. Okay, so like ours 20. is $7 to $13.99. So then we roll into, now here's the interesting part. Then we're rolling into it for 60 golden coins in Canada between $69 and $83. Wow. Yeah, this is where I mentioned in Twitter that Nintendo is future-proofing and maybe yep. hinting toward what NX game pricing might be. Exactly. High-end Canada. Look at, look at the high-end one. Yeah, $97 or more, you get 80 coins. Yeah, because right now nothing is over $59.99 in North America. So yeah. that, that's the 60 coin. So we have the 70 coin and the 80 coin. That's even on the top of that. The 80 coin for, for America starts at $70 or more. But, but here, I mean, here's a great example. Like in Canada, I know that the Star Fox bundle with uh, Project Guard and Star Fox is $75 in Canada. Oh. Will, that, will that land you the 70 coins? That will get that will get us to 60 coins. So we're sitting 60, right in that. So, coins. I mean, you're getting near the top threshold of what they had originally planned out. Well, and I mean, the, you look at things like if if they had done a digital um, a digital bundle of uh, Fire Emblem Fates right that was over a hundred dollars here yeah right and so well i think it was a hundred dollars and so having that be that full 80 so yeah i think that that's they are they're future proofing with that for sure but at least because i think too that at like, least there's got to be a way for the physical stuff to get in there you know like you said i paid yeah i paid 90 dollars for my fire Emblem fate special edition so there's got to be a way for me to bring that home and register that because if it's just strictly digital they're going to run into problems real quick. Yeah, and I think what we had said, we had said last week, uh, Bobby, as well, was that it would be really confusing for consumers if they just started putting those physical copy inserts into games for a really established uh, software line already. Like you, mm-hmm. the, the effort and uh, you know orchestration that it would take in order to to get all of the physical games redeemable from all you know from the Wii U library and the 3DS library um, could potentially be really confusing and so my guess is that that is going to start with the NX they say okay fresh console we're going to start putting those you know those codes in again or whatever they're going to do couldn't they but here's the thing it's not like okay so when we had the club Nintendo. It was the codes. Like we had to put the code in and then and then fill out the survey and all that. And it, that seems to be completely gone with this. They're not making us do that. Couldn't technically they put like a barcode scanner into an app and then you just scan the barcode for the game? You could, but then you could just take that app to a store, right? And so I, I yeah, think that's true. So it'd have, to, it'd have to be like a scanning a code that's in the insert that you would only right. have once you own it. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's and true. for them to only, you know, even if it was like starting with Star Fox Zero, you know, you buy you buy that one and oh sweet, it's got a my Nintendo code, and then you go and buy like 
Pikmin and Animal Crossing and all that, you know, all these things. Like, how come it, these ones don't have codes? And it's just really confusing. Yeah. And so to just say yeah, right. digital only for now, when NX yeah. hits, maybe we'll get those codes again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But that makes sense. so, yeah. Uh, I also I also did again that online instant download thing is crazy cool. It's um, awesome. Very awesome. Right. So one more thing I wanted to mention before we move topics. Um, there was a there was a re- there was a reward that costs no coins. Hey, did you notice that? Oh yeah the uh, the three D or the Flipnote Studio three D right? Flipnote Studio three yeah. Studio three D. I assume Bobby and Zach got them from club nintendo like i did but I did, justin yeah. wouldn't have had that opportunity because he didn't have a 3ds yet that's right yeah so justin so, did you did you redeem that no but now i'm going to yeah it's totally free dude <laughs> actually no i think i actually did redeem i think i i think we got offered it some time ago actually because i think i actually have it on my 3ds because, i just tucked it away let me check now because previously this app this app has never been for sale no. It's only available to Club Nintendo people before Club Nintendo shut down last April. Mm-hmm. When I think you people got codes only if they've had a 3DS registered. And Justin never had that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Because the new 3DS was not, you could not pair that to Club Nintendo. I have, I have Flip Note Studio 3D already. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe there was a little overlap there or something. I don't know. There was. It was actually I think when Club Nintendo was leaving. If you didn't have it, you were able to get it. That's right. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I ended up uh, wanting two copies of that back then. Because one for me, one for one of my kids who likes is a uh, is a wannabe artist. But I think I ended up buying someone's code on eBay for like four bucks. Nice. You mean I can sell my code? The, that's probably against the terms of service. I don't know, but that's fine. Uh, right on. Those, those codes do expire. So, yeah. So yeah. So basically, we have. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Any anything else before we move on, guys? No. Like I said, I thought this would uh, take up a fair bit of our conversation. Yeah. Right on. So uh, the only other piece of news we really have here, Justin, there's this banner. Nintendo brings Summer of Zelda section to mobile eShop. This has this disappeared? It seems like it's disappeared I since then. Don't know. If, I I think if you go to so if you are on the mobile device and you go to the eShop, uh, the I was Nintendo on there eShop, before and it wasn't really. Yeah, I think it was on there, and I think they took it down. But so we actually got hit up with a question saying like, "Hey, have you guys heard of this?" Uh, my answer was like, "No." But I think what we're seeing is a potential that um, Nintendo may have some stuff planned. In a Summer of Zelda would be just pretty fantastic. Um, so I don't think... I think initially I was hearing it in the UK. And yeah. people from, from Europe were, were posting stuff about it, that it was coming. Um, I think it's a good idea. And they, obviously, it. I mean, it's the 30th anniversary of Zelda. They got to do... I mean, we they, I'm sitting here saying like, oh, they got to do something. But they've been doing a lot already with Zelda stuff. Um uh, it just makes sense to me, you know. It, it gives us the ability to like buy up all the Zelda games that you can. Yeah, and some kind of like one, some kind of massive compilation, you know, download or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully, you know, it, and I, then get your eighty coins. Yeah, it may have been, and, and actually, you know, to be honest, Jesse, actually, that may that may be it. Like they may they maybe do some of these things as bundled ideas. Yeah. Right. So you know, pick up the entire Star Fox collection for ninety five dollars digitally. Yeah. Right. So just give me Skyward Sword in a more reasonable price range because I really don't want to pay 70, 80 bucks for this game. And mm-hmm. I, I, I listened to 
reviewers and, and walked away. It's one of the games that I walked away from on the way. And I just was like, okay, I'm done with my system. And I packed it away and I never went and bought it because the reviews were kind of beating it up pretty good. And I would like to go back and play it. So I would love for them to just put it on the Wii or the Wii U and just say, here, you can buy it for 20 bucks or whatever. Mm, and be yeah. done with it. Right on. Yeah. So, and I, I, I looked, I followed the link, um, to the NeoGAF thread where this was posted and it says, surely this will be followed by the fall of Metroid. So, uh, <laughs> nice. look forward to Wait that up. as well. Uh, let's it's get into it. Right, what- right up there with, uh, Tingle games from mobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Right on. Let's get Don't into what we've been playing, me. shall we? Do it. All right. So, uh, Bobby, we uh, we have a tradition of letting our guests go first of her what we've been playing. So what yes, have sir. you been playing this week? Um, like past- I said earlier, I, I got Zelda Picross. And I, I hear Jesse always talking about Pokemon Picross when I listen to you guys. And so I was like, I got to get this game because I got to see what the rave and the range is about because I'm not a big Pokemon fan. So I didn't get that version. But I got this and I was like. I can see why he's addicted to it because this is a lot of fun. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Zelda Picross this week. Um, Fire Emblem Fates is like eating up my life. And nice. it's such a good game, you know, and I'm on Conquest now. I beat Birthright and Conquest is whipping me hard. I mean, it is, it's a tough game. So uh, they eliminate the grinding aspect that is with Birthright, which makes it more difficult, but I like the challenge. It's a lot of fun. Um, but for me and me to a moment, but other than that, that's pretty much where I'm at right now. This week. Right on. Uh, yeah, I've been playing. I, I, uh, I played a little bit of, I haven't pl- gone back for a few, a few weeks with, uh, with conquest, but that game is, yeah. Birthright. I really enjoyed birthright. It was yeah, like very too. cool to you. Did it feel like that story? Like you weren't getting the whole story though. Like I almost felt like when it ended, I was like, am i missing something here like it like like it almost seemed like the path that i had gone on like i didn't get to know some of the characters as well as i would yeah. hope and i'm wondering the if point of revelation yeah exactly i'm wondering if yeah. part of part of the character uh the character moments if they had if they saved some of those for revelation um i think possible it's it's definitely there's definitely something weird about both games, you know, like there's specifically just like the, what's the, what's the girl's name? The, the blue hair girl, Azura. Is that her name? Yes. Yes. Like yes. her particularly. I'm like, I don't, I don't really understand this character at all. Like very they mysterious. Left, yeah, they left hang with that in birthright. And I was just like, they always edge that there's something with this girl and you couldn't figure it out. And then, you know, I assumed originally I was like, oh, well, she's Hoshiden. So maybe if, when I play the other side, it'll become more relevant. And it's not. It's like I'm playing Conquest and it's just as much mystery to me now as it was there. I'm hoping with Revelation that that's like you're saying, like that boom, here's the big reveal that here's why she's weird and, and quirky and just like a loner, so to speak, and doing right. weird things and not explaining why it's happening. It, it, yeah, it, definitely. I, I was just like, I walked away from Birthright a little bit. I love the story. I felt like, the, and I feel like the story of Birthright was better than Conquest, but it's just, yeah, there's just something that's just like, this is weird. I don't get it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Revelation cool. just 
opens it up for me a little bit. Very cool. Right on. So, uh, as well, for me, other things that I've been playing, I downloaded Earthbound. Um, I am now. Was did that come out this week or was that last week that that came out? Last week. It was last week. It was so like since our last episode. So I did. I yeah. I started playing that. And um, uh, Justin, have we announced this? Do we announce this? Can I just we announce it now? You can announce it now. Yeah. Am I allowed to do that? Okay. Yeah, we've already announced <laughs> on social media. But you oh, can go ahead. Oh, okay. See, that's why. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's what we the have you friends for. already know this but now everyone will yeah so uh so earthbound is um is this month's retro rewind or i guess the episode will be at the beginning of next month so you everybody go and download earthbound either on wii u or 3ds and uh and play along with us this month um so i started downloading that or i well i didn't just start downloading it. i even started to play it uh and uh so i played some of that and that's it's grindier than i expected yes. Uh, yes. like to the point where you're like, nope, you can't prog, you can't progress in this game until you like grind up a couple of levels, and that usually happens every single town. Um, well, you know the thing, the thing with that that I like about that game though is it's not your typical grind because your typical grind is you just walk around in circles and you start fighting stuff, and that yes, that's true, but the stupidest thing can wipe you out in a second. Mm-hmm. So like you have to keep a, like. How many times have you played a role-playing game where you're just like going through the motions, pushing the buttons to kind of progress the battle, and it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing here, boom, 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 and you're done. Funny you mentioned that. There'll be a game yeah. I'm going to talk about that's exactly that. Yeah. yeah. It, this, this one, in a split second, you could die. And it's like, if you're not paying attention to the battle moves back and forth, you can die quickly in this game. Yeah. I, I, I love Earthbound. Uh, yeah, I've been playing that. Like, I, I am, what's the second town? Tucson? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just, I just got there and they're like, Oh, you got to go over across the hill or whatever. And to find, find this girl. And I'm like, all right, cool. And these freaking mushrooms, man, the, yeah. like, because like, it's like, you're saying like it, this game, when you're grinding, um, the, the enemies are either going to kill you very quickly or you will kill them very quickly. Like there's no middle ground, especially early on in the yeah. game. And I remember mother three being like that too, cause I have mm-hmm. played through that where it is, uh, I actually played Mother Three before playing this one, and so I almost feel like it's reminiscent, but also like, oh, Mother Three kind of added a couple of things that I really liked yeah. um, that aren't in this one. I don't know if you played Mother Three at all, um, but one of the things that I loved in Mother Three was the rhythm-based battle mechanics. So if you if you like press A when you're kind of doing the menus and selecting and going through the the turn base, if you push A in the in the rhythm of the music in mother three, you can get successive hits. So it'll like, if you keep, you can keep doing it up to like 16 times and continuing to hit the enemy, um, which is not in earthbound. Um, I, you know, I, I had that game and I didn't even realize it. And I, uh, <laughs> you just told me something. Not yeah. I actually get back into it or playing it to try that. Yeah, no, it's, and I think there's even like a, one of the characters actually has like a, like a shoot, what's it called? Like a metronome or something like that. And will actually give you the rhythm of the song. And it depends. Dep- uh, it changes depending on the, the rhythm of the, the battle f- song that you have, like with different enemies and stuff. But, but yeah, anyway, so that's, that's mother three, but I have been playing earthbound. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Uh, and the other thing that I've been playing is Nintendo sent us a review copy of Hyrule Warriors Legends. And I was hesitant about this game. I kind of liked it on, like, I liked it on the Wii U. I played through the main campaign. Never really got huge into the adventure mode, but, um, like, I didn't buy any of the DLC or anything like that. 
but uh and i saw the you know the reviews that were kind of saying this is not a good port and i have the the new 3ds excel uh so i'm playing it on that and honestly i freaking love this game and my my one my one concern or i guess my one caveat is that yes the graphics are not as good as the wii u what did you expect that is like straight up that's just what it is and maybe maybe i'm feeling okay about it because i've never really been um my experience this this is going to sound tangential but it'll come around my experience with a with pc gaming has always been that i am putting my settings on low or like medium at best right and so anytime i'm playing a game i'm playing a game at like the lowest uh display settings as far as like graphic you know like the graphic setting is always on low and so this is that's kind of what it feels like with hyrule warriors legends where you're playing hyrule warriors legends but the dis- the graphic settings are turned to low right you're not on ultra mm-hmm. you know graphic settings like it would be on the wii u it's on low settings so there is that pop in there's um a lot of the things like if a bridge is destroyed it'll kind of like show the bridge and then a puff of smoke and then all of a sudden the bridge is destroyed and it's like well that was lame that's you know and and it doesn't it doesn't look great but you get it right yeah um and i think that you need to go into this knowing that it's a port this is would this game be better if it was a ground up from the ground up the game was created you know from the ground up and to to have it tailor-made for the 3ds and designed from the ground up yes absolutely it would be better that way but it's not and some of the some of the things that they've done in order to accommodate the 3ds i actually find are kind of endear endearing in their own way where for example uh a lot of what they've done is for for like the the little minion enemies that are running everywhere um it almost has this feeling of like shoot what's it called what is the 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 style called um i'm thinking like killer instinct or like donkey kong country that sort of graphical style um like like a like it's like a photo of a of something but it's not being rendered it's like an image what is that like how they how they pulled off donkey kong country pre-rendered pre-rendered there you go yeah there you go (laughs) it's all like pre it almost looked like looks like pre-rendered um things there and the animation for to in order to get all of them on screen at once uh the actual enemies not the entire screen but the enemies are animated at a at a slightly lower frame rate so it also it almost looks like a sort of Harryhausen uh stop motion sort of animation for the for the enemies which i, I maybe this is me with like rose colored glasses coming in and saying that this look this is amazing obviously they're doing what they can with the hardware but i think it ends up looking cool in its own way that maybe it's not you know like the sort of very old school Harryhausen stop motion, like the, the skeletons moving, um, that kind of claymation type motion. That's almost what the frame rate reminds me of, which is, it, it just looks cool. I like it. Um, as far as the actual content in this game that I don't think is getting nearly enough, um, enough note, I guess, is that this has all of the content, including all the DLC from, uh, from the Wii U version, all of the DLC from the Wii U version, plus additional characters and missions on top of that. So this it has got a ton 
of content in there from day one, right? Like you've got the entire campaign plus additional missions plus new characters who are, you know, one of my favorite characters to play as actually is Linkle. Um, she's got this really, you know, she's got like twin crossbows and it, the, just the mechanics are really awesome. Like imagine, you know, Link is kind of a, a traditionally like a melee character. Um, imagine if instead, you know, like Linkle is more of a ranged character with like the crossbows and, uh, it really, really fun to play as really, really enjoy her. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'm a little over halfway, in the campaign, I think. Um, and I've been doing the, the adventure mode. It's, it is the perfect game for like a commute for like, like I take the bus to school every day and I get on the bus and I open my 3ds and those missions take about half an hour. Right. And my bus ride is about half an hour. And so like, I guess the missions are maybe 20 minutes. Right. Um, so it's like perfect. I just go in there and if it's a really short mission on the adventure mode map, then I get two missions in on my commute, uh, on, you know, on the way to the school. And it's awesome. Like I, I really, really enjoy it. And I, I don't, it's funny because Marty from uh, reactor radio and I had a conversation on Twitter about this this week. And it's interesting to me. I, I, the best way I can compare this is the Xenoblade Chronicles 3d release for the new for the new 3ds um if you go and look at footage for that game that that game looks like garbage right like it like it just does not look good on the 3ds it's part of it is that that game didn't necessarily look that great on the wii uh like it's not a graphical uh you know wonderful display of graphics whereas hyrule warriors actually really was um but it's amazing to me that xenoblade seemed to get a pass with reviewers on its graphical uh on what that game looked like and yet Hyrule Warriors seems to be getting panned for it I think part of what the problem was uh is that they actually released this on the regular 3DS and people saw how it runs on the regular 3DS and said wow this is garbage therefore it soured the entire experience for you know even people on the regular 3DS so I don't know. I I really really like it, and I think if you haven't played it on the Wii U, and you have a 3DS and you're interested in it, don't buy it if it's on the regular 3DS. I think that that's a given. It should be just. It shouldn't have been released on the regular 3DS. It should be a new yeah. Nintendo 3DS only. But if you have a new 3DS and you didn't play it on the Wii U, that's uh, uh I think you definitely. It's def. There's so much content there. It's definitely worth it. Uh, my only, my only regret with not paying for this game instead of, and getting um, as much as I love having a, a review copy is that the review copy didn't come with any of the codes to, uh, for the Wii U version. So I don't have those characters on the Wii U version to try those out, but I'll probably be buying the DLC pack so that I can at least get the other characters, um, at some point. So, so yeah, that's, that's Hyrule Warriors Legends. I don't know. Any questions about that from you guys? In the room? nobody okay no. <laughs> silence nope. that's that thank you i, 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 think, I sorry i was it. i was trying to fumble through my mute button i apologize there, no there. worries um i think you know you do raise a good question about you know the unfortunate kind of this the mismarketing i guess sometimes of like the new 3ds versus the 3ds and and how like joe the consumer walks in or, or mom the consumer walks in to try and you know get their kids a game and and oh well this should be fine right but yet that experience be tainted very quickly well, and I think I think too that now that I say that, 
uh, this game probably would have been a bigger flop if it was new 3DS only, right? Like, I, yeah. do, I can't imagine that Xenoblade was a huge success on the new 3DS. Um, I think the, it probably got, you know, I think that a lot of people were excited about having a new 3DS game, you know, and, and having that be an exclusive, but I, it probably would have sold even less. So, but, and then that also leads to the question is, almost like is it ethical to to have people buy this game when it performs so poorly on the regular 3ds you know like is it even like is that goodwill is that building goodwill for those people who went out and bought it and it ends up not being very good i don't know uh but yeah so that's that's that i i really really enjoy it so uh jesse what have you been playing good sir okay so i also bought earthbound for 3ds even though i already had it for the wii u but i haven't started that yet so i did launch it and played a little bit with the uh with the pixel perfect mode yeah and uh, it, it definitely looks nicer with with it on and uh you know unlike the game boy and game boy color pixel perfect modes the um the visible height is unchanged and you only lose maybe an eighth of an inch of the width so you don't lose, you know, you don't lose a lot of real estate by turning it on. So I would I recommend you just turn it on. Okay, I'm going to ask a dumb question because I was only slightly paying attention. We've talked about it before. Um, <laughs> pixel perfect, pixel perfect mode. So what is this and where do I do that? It's in okay. the settings. Okay, of the game or yeah. just yeah. in general settings? Well, just for the Super Nintendo games, um, it, it'll be there'll be a button in where you have your save states. Okay. There'll, there'll be a button there to go to options and then you can turn it on and off for like the other emulators, like game boy, game boy color. And did we just lose Bobby? I'll bring him back. Do you need to pause? I'll pause. All right. We'll hope that Bobby comes back. Uh, okay. We're back. Uh, Jesse. So as you were saying, pixel perfect is what he was saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't remember where I left off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you were telling the fans how they can get Pixel Perfect. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, in, in any of the Super Nintendo emulated games, you know, if you go in, there's an options button in the in the bottom screen where you would normally have the save state options. And in, in there, you're able to toggle Pixel Perfect mode on and off. And, you know, it, uh, so it just it doesn't, it won't stretch it as wide and it doesn't, you I think it. I think it looks better with it on, and in comparison, like Game Boy and Game Boy Color also has pixel perfect modes. But in order to activate them, you have to press uh, start or select while the game launches. It's kind of a weird way to do it. So you, you actually have to leave the game and come back into it to change modes. Mm-hmm. It, it, where, where in the Super Nintendo games, you can just toggle it as it as you wish. Anyway, so. What the first game I played is was released this week on the Wii U is Six Hand Video Poker. Oh, and it's uh, have you have you played like like you know video poker at the casinos? Uh, a little bit. Right. Okay. So the way Six Hand Video Poker works is it's uh. You know, normal video poker is done like draw poker. You're, you're dealt five cards. You pick which ones you want to keep. The ones you, ones you don't want to keep, you throw away, and then you get 
more cards to replace them, and then you, based on your hand, you win or lose. Okay. In six-hand poker, it starts out the same. You dealt, you dealt five cards. You keep the cards you want to keep, and then, but you, those cards are kept six times. And it's like now you have six decks of cards where the first five cards pulled were the same five. five. And then the, the remaining 47 cards are have different shuffles. So, so you have like six different tries to get whatever hand you're looking for. Okay. So you, it's possible to win all six. It's possible to lose all six or mix and match. Now, normally, you know, in casino video poker, it's jacks are better, which means you have to have a pair of jacks to just break even. Mm -hmm. If you have a a pair of tens, you lose. But here, any pair is considered considered a win. And uh, the interface is kind of ugly. I took a few pictures of it and put it on Twitter. And it's really loud and noisy and kind of annoying. And in fact, there was one 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 screenshot I took. Of, I think I had I don't remember what it was. I think I had four hearts, and saved all, saved the four hearts, and ended up getting three flushes out of the six. But I ended up having duplicate cards played or something along those lines. So two out of the cases had duplicate cards that shouldn't have existed. Okay. So I think the game has maybe got some bugs in it. Hmm. But I, I just thought that was kind of amusing. Okay. Another game I picked up also on the Wii U is Pixel Cross. Well, wait. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about Pixel Cross. Okay. Interesting. It, no, it, it, it's Picross. Okay. Oh. Uh, it's it's except for unlike the previous Picross games that we've been were used to on the 3ds, this one's not made by Jupiter. It's made by another by someone else, and uh, the interface isn't as solid. It, it 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 wants to try to do the bigger puzzles and really early, like like the third puzzle was like. 20 was like 35 by 10 or something like that. Right. You know, so which requires you to zoom in and then scroll up and down. And that's as you're, if you like want to draw a series of squares, you put your, put the stylus down and scroll it up and let the, the whole board scroll down to, to grab them all. It scrolls a little bit too fast. And I ended up getting dings on my puzzle just because I ended up drawing a box on squares I didn't want it to be drawn on mm. just because it scrolled so fast. So I think it's got some, uh, you know, some interface problems. You know, each puzzle has a time limit and that if you can get before the time you get an achievement or a point, whatever. And then if you can do it without making an error, you get another point, and there's a third one, third point per puzzle. I don't remember what I've seen before. Yeah, I've only played it for about 20 minutes, you know, on, on Friday last week. In fact, I streamed it on my on my YouTube feed, and all the actions on the gamepad, and there's very little going on the TV, so it was probably the worst game to stream, hmm. which makes it funny. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Right on. On 3DS, I also got the my Nintendo Picross The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. That's the long name. Yeah. And I, I played through the whole thing in like eight hours, a little bit around eight, eight hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, what the, the, the you know, this, it brings back the three main modes that all the other Jupiter-based games uh, had: normal Picross, Mega Picross, and uh, Micross. Or I don't remember what the third one's called exactly, but that's where it starts with an eight by eight puzzle. You solve that, and then each cell from that is its own ten by ten puzzle. Mm-hmm. So it's like solving an eighty by eighty. Right. So when I finished that, it was just. A little over the hour mark it was like I think it was sixty eight minutes. Then and then each puzzle in the in the Zelda game lets you. Each completed puzzle turns into a stamp that we can post on Miiverse. Hmm. So I I I I I made a made a stamp of my 80, 80 by eighty picture, and said sixty eight minutes and sent it. And I looked at other people's times from when they submitted it. Most people landed in the hour and a half to two hour mark. There were a few under an hour. There was one poor guy out there who t- took him four hours to do it. Oh, I'm like, ouch. That's brutal. But uh, c- but congratulations for hanging on. But <laughs> that's almost like it's almost more of a badge of honor at that point. Like I struggled through it and made it. I am going to finish it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, I I marathon that one. It's just like I normally do with pick with the pick cross games. And yeah, it's short. It's you know the the main the the main uh, like the Pokemon one had like three hundred puzzles, something like that. Mm-hmm. But you also spent thirty bucks on it if you played them all. Right. This was free, so you got you know forty five puzzles on your main mode, and then the same forty five puzzles in the Mega Picross mode. Mm-hmm. Which they're, they're still just as fun to do it again, and with the alternate rule set. So, like I said before, with the Pokemon Picross, if you like Picross, check it out. Nice. And then one more game. I actually played the games this week. It also, it was released on the 3DS. It's called Justice Chronicles. Wow, that is generic. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You, you you summed it up. Oh, that's just. But yeah, it's it. Uh, I think it was I think it was originally a mobile game that was in. Oh wow, sorry. Yes. Before you continue, I'm just looking at your uh, at your Miiverse. I was trying to find it. Uh, that's pretty impressive. That's kind of cool. Those bigger those bigger puzzles. Yeah, uh, I like I like doing those big puzzles. Those are cool. I like that there a was, lot. There was only five of them that were twenty five or twenty by fifteen. You know, the big big one. Yeah. I wish it was more of those. How many of those big ones did they have? Five. Oh, that's too bad. That's most, cool, though. Most like of them, uh, what, 15, 10 by 10? No. 30, 10 by 10, 50, you know, most of them were 10 by 10, and there was a most smaller set that were 15 by 10, 15 by 15, and then the last were 15 by 20. Cool. Right on. So anyway. Just. Justice Chronicles. It it, it is an, you know an, it kind of looks like a uh, Super Nintendo RPG. Hmm. 
and it's got you know the story is actually kind of obscure, and, and which is probably the only thing really keeping me going because other than that, the game's kind of boring. Uh, because you know the, this this game, as you go through this game, you don't buy better equipment to re-equip yourself. You it is constantly having you upgrade your previous equipment. Mm. So, you know, it starts off with, you know, you have to collect 10 fragments of this rock as a a mission. You you, you turn them in and you get one bigger rock. But after doing that, the smaller rocks now are purchasable in source. So you don't have to go around and regather all the small rocks to use to upgrade your gear. You can now buy what you need. So it's getting works both ways, and uh, and it has a an auto battle mode that I I think I've I use almost probably probably ninety five percent of the trash random fights. I just go auto auto fight, and then it go and I'm able to win if there's you know two or three different specific monsters show up and I have I know I have a hard time with, then I'll actually pick pick and choose my attacks but other than that it's mm-hmm. really you know i we only really had to think about it in, in, with bosses and it's got you know your normal uh plot twists that you'd expect from rpgs like oh these people that you thought were your friends were your are actually your enemies and oh these people you thought were your enemies are now your friends shocker nice. why am i why am i surprised so I'm. I think I'm about halfway through it. Because there's a if there's a one of the menu options is the story, which just gives you a really high level part of the story, and they've got I think it was 45 uh, pages of story elements. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. I think I'm in the 25 to 30 range right now. So I'm past the halfway mark, and I'll probably you know go through it for the next. I probably finished it up. You know, I've only been playing it for maybe two, two or three nights, and I'm already like eight, eight hours in. Very cool. Right so, on. Um, so I, th- I think that's everything I've been playing. Cool. Um, I'm gonna pause this again. Um, all right. Um, uh, I'll, I'm not sure why if Bobby's gonna be back, but with this train keeps moving. Uh, Justin, what have you been, what have you been playing, dude? Sure. So I am uh, much like everybody else in this conversation, apparently, am playing Earthbound. Um, I'm not going to jump in and spoil anything for it. I will say the following, though. I have been playing it for an hour and a half, and I really love this game. Nice. I I don't know why, but there's something about it that's really very cool, and I'm connecting with in a way that rpgs typically i don't really connect with um but it's very cool i really enjoy it there you know there's something about this game um and as far as you know we won't spend any more than this on it but uh that it is so it it has heart that yeah the mother series has heart where a lot of other ones they try but they fail or not that they fail but earthbound makes them look like they fail you know the mother series chronicles (laughs) <laughs> yes earthbound versus justice chronicles uh you know there's no competition there that that is that is my big impression from it is that it has heart in a, in a big big way and and i think that is that's what i really enjoy about it so 
uh, so far at least. And, and just the weird sort of, it's like this world, this is what the world would look like if a child told you what the world was and then somebody fleshed out that world based on what the child said. Uh, I feel like there's there's a certain element like that to it. It's it's just great. It just gives me and it, honestly, I uh, I I went back and and started another playthrough of Mother Three as a as a sort of just to remind myself of that. And that game is that game has so much heart too. Again, so oh, I I, I am excited for this month. Uh, this is going to be a good month for for retro rewind. So uh, right on. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over your thing there, but I I just. I love it. So. it. It it really it really it's so it's so great and it's and uh, yeah I just I just really enjoy playing it like it's just mm-hmm. yeah right on uh, sweet so uh, let's head into do we want to do this uh, should we do it community spotlight yeah let's do yeah it, just hey? in case Bobby doesn't get on here I just want to make sure we give sure Bobby some I'm credit. gonna uh, I'm gonna just, just uh, play D- this okay yeah do it there bumper oh. All right, so that's, I mean, that's not actually the one I want. I ha- it used to have a cool one, but that's, well, that'll work. Yeah. The show's not over. That's, no. I guess, <laughs> just to be clear. That's usually yes. what you hear, but that's not. Still case. up and running. Um, excuse me. Community Spotlight. Uh, I want to talk about, so obviously Bobby had an internet issue. Um, uh, I could, could try and connect. Um, so I wanted to just still do the Community Spotlight forum. He may jump back in. But Bobby does a podcast called the Geek Guru Podcast, um, which is really awesome. They record every Saturday, and it's three to four friends coming together, and they talk a lot about kind of you know what you're geeking out about, what you're playing, um, kind of sessions like us, and, and they they again have great healthy conversations about Nintendo, about you know video games in general. Oh, actually, speaking of, I think he might be coming back. Hot dog, Bobby. Where are you, Bubby? Bubby. <laughs> where are you, Bubby? I don't know where that came Bub- from. Bubby. He's going to come back and like uh, listen to this and be okay. like, what in the world? What's Where's my video? Where's my call? Where's my thing? Where is it? Okay, add to call. Here we go. I'm going to add Skype, Bobby. Hold on a second. This is such a good... Should I pause this? No. You probably should. You may want yeah, to. You, should we do that? Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. Okay, okay we're back. All right. Okay. So Bobby's back. He is having some technical issues and actually his yeah. Skype... Uh, image has a is a like a warning sign so bobby <laughs> radioactive <laughs> sign tell, talk to us about community spotlight before we lose you in the great eastern yeah. East Coast storm well first i apologize we're having a storm and I, I i lost my internet in the middle of all this so i jumped on my phone real quick to come back in but um anyway so what i do is i I'm, i started out doing a youtube channel uh called the geek guru and it's basically I was just doing all kinds of geeky, nerdy stuff like conversations. And I was trying to follow like um, Andre the Black Nerd, like that t- style of stuff. And then I realized really quickly, like I'm not made for that type of stuff. So I wanted to still do commentary on things. So I continued to keep going that direction and doing different commentary things and all that. Like, you know, whatever, maybe like video games or, or Batman or comic books or whatever geek culture I could get myself into. And then essentially, um, as time moved on, I moved into a podcasting realm because that's really what I always wanted to do um, and what made me drove me to do all this in the first place. So I teamed up with a good friend of mine, Toby Thornton, who lives in the United Kingdom, and uh, Alan Paxton, who lives in Scotland. And well, Toby's in England, but it's all the same thing, pretty much. And um, (laughs) (laughs) 
someplace over across the pond. I don't know. Whatever it is. And oh, just, uh, Justin was there last month. He should know. Europe. Yes. It's all one thing. It's all the same thing. It's all, you know. Um, it's <laughs> Send rain, your emails to weather. <laughs> it's all the same stuff. And uh, so then uh, we, we started this podcast called The Geek Cast, and we've been rolling with that. And then um, we, we just added a, a fourth member to the team, um, Holly Lake, um, who's also in England. So it's basically one American fighting the Revolutionary War all over again every week um, where we talk about geek culture and things like that. Toby loves when I mentioned 1776. He gets all, all up in arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, so essentially that's what it is. And then last week something happened, and that was Justin came on my, on the on the show. And afterwards we, we discussed it like we had talked for a while and stuff. And, and after we got off the air, we started to talk. It hit me, and it was just like I'm doing 90% Nintendo stuff anyway i don't know what's kind of holding me from going 100 percent nintendo and i think it was just myself more or less so when i got done talking to justin i came downstairs and i talked to my wife and i was like hey i got this idea i want to start a second youtube channel and i'm actually going to change i'm going to you know i'm call myself the geek guru i want to call it the nintendo guru and i'm going to do Nine, you know, it'll be a hundred percent Nintendo content on that channel. So the idea is, and this is the first time I'm announcing this, and I told Justin I was going to announce it on the show. Was my idea is, I want to do the Nintendo Guru, so everything Nintendo will be on that one, and then it'll still allow me to do my geeky stuff. And if I want to talk about Batman versus Superman or whatever it may be, I can do it on the Geek Guru channel. Um, so I'm going to kind of like play both sides at first and some of my Nintendo content will still show up on that channel, but I'm starting to lean heavily that way. Um, I actually signed up for the Nintendo creators program. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then just hopefully grow it and, and continue to go. And I can actually just keep doing what I'm doing and enjoying, you know, talking about Nintendo and all that stuff. So, but I will expand in with that, with this as well. Cause I thought about, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a full bore, so I'm going to start doing like reviews and things of that nature as well. And, and to, and I've already got like theme stuff that I'm doing. Like every Wednesday I do, um, NES day, uh, Wednesday. And so I grab an eight bit game that meant something to me and I talk about what it means to me and all that stuff. And then on Fridays I've been doing like an Amiibo customizer spotlight and I'm going to continue to do that. Oh, cool. But that stuff will move to the Nintendo guru channel. Right on, man. Yeah. There, there's a ma- you know, there's amazing stuff that Bobby's been doing over the, on the Geek Guru channel, obviously. that That's kind of where I found your work, Bobby. And your yes. passion for Amiibo stuff is just incredible. Um, yeah. You know, having the customizers on there and and kind of connecting with Amiibo artists is just incredible stuff. Um, I do kind of love the your dynamic on your podcast because you, you not everyone agrees with each other, which is kind of great. There is, yeah. a, you know, there's this kind of. Uh, rivalry in some ways, uh, which I think is fantastic. But you guys definitely soak right in. This is the thing we were talking about on your post show, right? Is you guys soak in or you do a lot of Nintendo coverage, right? To the point that that makes sense to make that transition. Now, there is another kind of podcast you have in your wheelhouse as well that Nintendo fans might be interested to know. So I don't know if you want to share that as well. Yeah, that's that's called the Ink Strike Podcast, and it's a Splatoon-centric podcast. That one we do bi-weekly. That's with myself. Um, Mark, who was also on the show last week with you, um, who has his own podcast called the Warp Whistle Podcast. Um, and then a friend, a friend of ours named Joe, 
and the three of us get together once every other week and we we do splatoon centric podcasts it's a little tough because there's you know obviously there's not a whole lot going on with splatoon we're kind of poised for perfection when splatoon hit two hits but right now we're kind of like in murky waters so to speak um but we do this thing where like we all where they like to the, the troll uh-oh Oh, you a weapon that I really don't like and, and use it for the two weeks. And then I have to come back and report and tell everybody how much I hate this weapon and such. So uh, originally I thought it was going to be a great idea. And then it turned into I, I, essentially it works out because people enjoy hearing me complain about these weapons. But I, you know, I really thought at first I was like, this is a great idea. I get to try different weapons. And then I was just like, I stink at using these other weapons and I hate it. So that's essentially what it turns into. But that that podcast will actually be on the Nintendo Guru side and that'll strictly be over there. So that's that's kind of I'm kind of excited about that as well, too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of just awesome, awesome content to to Thank have you. you guys in there as well. So for anyone who's listening, there are there are three podcasts for you to to potentially subscribe to. There's a Geek Guru, there's a Nintendo Guru, which you guys don't have you haven't had your official first episode yet, but check that out very soon. Yes. Um, and then obviously the Ink Strike podcast as well. So lots. Yes. If you love Nintendo, which is mo- maybe one of the reasons why you found us, I think you're gonna love all the awesome work that Bobby does. And Bobby is super passionate about Nintendo content. Uh, I know recently you made a trip up to the New York City store for the grand opening, shot some video yes. there, came back with some swag and, and, yeah. that, and stuff as well. So Absolutely. super passionate. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Right cool. on. Sweet. Right. Should uh, we here. jump into this mailbag stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Oh man, I gotta say that my that I always uh, I don't know our bumpers. I just like them a lot. So just in case anybody was wondering if I like my own bumpers, yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> right on, Justin. Why don't we uh, start uh, with our first email here? Sure. Uh, so this one's actually from Neil, and Neil, we mentioned we had to move you from last week this week. So thanks for being patient. Uh, hello, Nintendo Dads. I was just listening to your episode about Amiibo. Uh, so actually, uh, Bobby, this might be a really good one for you to lean into and discuss. Uh, cool. discussing whether you see them more as shelf candy or physical keys to unlock digital content and was wondering if you had heard of the N2 Elite, formerly known as Amigo. It's a nifty gadget about the size of a poker chip that can store uh, data for 200 Amiibo on it. You use an app on an NFC uh, on an NFC-enabled phone to transfer Amiibo data to the device and then press a button on the device to cycle it through the data to select the Amiibo you want it to be on um, on that moment. You can either back up Amiibo data you already own or download data from another Amiibo online. So, yes, you can unlock Amiibo paywall content for free. On my shelf, and he gives us a link to that as well, and that is uh, www.n2elite.com. Two is in the number. It says, on my shelf, I have the Splatoon 3-pack Gold Amiibo, Toad, Original 8-Bit Mario, Yarn Yoshi, and Mega Yarn Yoshi, for the kids, honest, yeah, right. We're all like that. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, right. if I could get the digital content without having to shell out for the Amiibo, I would. I don't want to fill my shelves with clutter, no matter how cool the clutter is. Thanks for the amazing uh, podcast week in and week out. And that's from Neil um, Good- Goodall, I believe. And he was actually from the United Kingdom, as I recall. So um, I don't know. Have you guys have you guys heard of this kind of this key before? I have. I have. Um, it, was, it became really prevalent within Reddit for a while there. And um, for myself personally, 
I don't. I saw the thing, and it, it really did nothing for me. Uh, because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of content with Amiibo. Like, yeah, you can unlock some some suits in Mario Kart. I think Yoshi it unlocks some. You know, well, I know it does. It unlocks a lot of suits in Yoshi. The Fire Emblem games, awesome. That's good content. But really, other than that, there's not a tremendous amount of content that I feel a need for these things. Um, I've said all along for me. Amiibo are basically awesome tiny statues of rare Nintendo products and, and characters that I can never get anywhere else. And for me, that's what got me into it. It's just a bonus that, hey, I can use these things in Mario Kart to unlock some stuff or in Yoshi's Woolly World or Mario Maker or whatever. Like, that's just a bonus. But I'm not necessarily into, like, scanning, 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 scanning. Like, that don't do anything for me, so I could care less. Maybe if I was, you know, 30 years younger, it might we, we could talk about it. But at this point, I just look at it as, like, I like having a pit statue. I like having, you know, Fire Emblem statues, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, I have a huge display. I show them off. I have cases for them. That's what I look at when I when I do it. I don't necessarily look at for the content that I'm getting. For someone that is looking for the additional content, then this is right in your wheelhouse. You know, have fun with it. But for me personally, that when I saw it, it just doesn't do anything for me personally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I've, yeah, I said before that uh, in most cases, using the amiibo takes you out of the experience more than gets you into it. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't. I don't enjoy using them unless i really have to with the you know the only game i think it made more sense in was mario maker yeah and as justin said a few weeks ago when he was traveling he didn't want to bring five or six amiibo with them the person who would that's what this is for but i think for everyone else no and again i like i i've said before too i think that um I really like the figures, but as far as unlocking things, I almost wish that the figure came with a card that had the NFC chip in it. Like yeah, that, cool. that, that would be ideal for me is, is have the figure, put it up on your shelf and then keep like a little, you know, those little, uh, uh, those little like books that my son has been getting into Pokemon cards and he has like that little, it's like a, a card, a single size card. Like it's about that size, but it's like a little book with a bunch of sleeves in it. Uh, like that is what I would really like is to have something like that with all of the NFC chip cards. But looking at my shelf right now, like I've got, I've got the Ness and Lucas Amiibo standing right next to each other. And I'm like, oh yes, like that is, that's what I want it for. That is the, that's the big thing there. And I do like having the content I like, but again, it's almost like, you know, going back to our discussion about Mitomo, where it was like, the more I have, the less I want to scan them in because like, Because there's so many of them now that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. That's that sounds like work. Yeah. So, I mean, let's be honest. How many of you guys have saw an amiibo come out and release and went, oh my god, I can't wait to to get that to unlock this? Like, I've never once gone to the store and said I'm buying an amiibo because I wanted to unlock it. I I actually for- did. I did for the Roy amiibo. For um, Fire Emblem Fates, and then it oh, work. oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> right? it's like, I, thought the same, I actually thought the same thing. I'm not gonna lie, I did think the same thing for that one. But then when I found it didn't work, I was like, okay, it's like, oh, that's stupid. Like, come on, yeah. the one, the one time that I was like, yes, awesome, and then it just didn't yeah. work. I was like, that's stupid. 
but yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> yeah so that i i and i mean we've gotten this question before too and i i think that that's definitely that's definitely how i feel about it it's just it's uh, they're they're great and some people here's the thing is that some people uh, some people really actually do like them for the content, and I think that it's great that they have both. Um, and like, I think I think of like for my kids, like so. There's there's two kind of areas. I think this is your point, Bobby. You said like you know, you know, roll you back thirty years, and you'd be a little more excited for it, right? So for me, as is a where I am in my life, I'm like this is cool. I have the shovel knight amiibo. It's on my shelf. That's it, right? It don't move from there. Um, but my kids are really into amiibo as well, and they love going and grabbing them coming over the gamepad and tapping them and seeing the kind of present or whatever it does on the screen that unlocks it and provides that kind of like a little kind of like Christmas gift for a moment. And I even think of like recently when we were playing the um, mini Mario Donkey Kong Amiibo challenge thing um, that, you know, the kids love collecting all the Amiibos around the house and sitting beside the gamepad and opening up every level with them. Right. So, you know, again, does it add value? Not a lot, but I think as a parent, I, I can definitely appreciate that my kids kind of love doing those things. With it yeah, and well. my son, my son has a little collection of amiibo, and he's just like got them all lined up on his dresser, right? And he's just loving that. So, how can you how can you say no to that? But it, it's keeping in mind that that the that Nintendo is trying to, I think, very effectively, they are covering a lot of different demographics with this with this uh this product. Yep. And so it's spanning that for sure. Good question. Good right question. On. I'll, uh, I'll roll into the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go goes, I, this question is from Alejandro. He goes, I have a few questions for this week's podcast. And again, Alejandro, thank you very much for, um, for, you know, letting us kind of move your question to next week. I appreciate that. Questions are something I, uh, some, something that I think, uh, something that I think some are assuming about the NX or are not talking about is voice chat. I was wondering if Nintendo would allow voice chat. Do you think they they have they will have monitored voice chat where they can mute anyone cursing or such things or uh, or such other things or kick them out uh, of that specific match? As parents, are you guys in favor of monitored voice chat? I know Nintendo is more family orientated than PlayStation or Xbox. So to me, it makes sense that Nintendo could do something more like this. So I'm not sure where I lean on the subject. That's Alejandro's statement. And then the other questions are, what's uh, also, what's the biggest third-party series you want to see on the NX? And lastly, what would your individual pro wrestling name be? <laughs> wow. So, there's, there's a, so let's, let's tackle the most important one, the pro wrestling. Oh, My God. name would be um, Captain Harry. Oh, good God. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. I, Someone already it, took Jesse the body. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Like Zach, one of you? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's, I, I, I have this strange thing where if I am pressured to be creative, suddenly every creative bone in my body disappears. Come on, Zach. The, I expect more out of the, you. The, the, ex- and- the beef. Welcome to college. Actually, so. you know what? The 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 this is just ridiculous. But my my son and I when we play, I was playing Pokemon, and my ma champ is named the Cheese. Nice. And so okay. Okay. straight up the Cheese. The Cheese and Bobby. Nice. How about yourself? Uh, I I would be the Geekinator. That's the the Geekinator. Geekinator. I love it. Okay. <laughs> nice. So when you win, then the Cheese stands alone. 
Nice. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There's a title. Yeah. Um, I'm going to flip into the next question. What's the biggest third party you, series you want to see in the NX? Um, for me, ooh, this is tough. Third party. I would like to see, I'd like to see the Batman series. And I know that we had some of it by Nintendo. I know we had the Origins and we had Arkham City, but we didn't get, what was the recent one they had? Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. We didn't get that one. So I'd kind of like to see that. And also, so it's kind of like, just keep doing that more of them, but better ones. Well, on the other hand, I don't really want Arkham Knight there because it's already been a year and a half. Yeah. And it'll fall in the same trap that Arkham City has. Sorry, I guess I guess the statement is that if NX is able to develop third party games like all the other third party games, what I'm saying is I want the next Batman to be yeah. accessible on NX. I'll, I'll agree with that one. Yeah, you will. Yep. Uh, let's go over to Jesse. I'd like to see Fantasy 15 and Ooh. on this. Oh, yeah. And yep. well, I, I think Persona 5 is probably, I think that might be PS4 exclusive. But uh, so that's probably not, no chance in that. But at least 15 is uh, on both. Mm-hmm. Oh, which reminds me, I downloaded that demo last week. I haven't played it yet. All right. Uh, Zach, uh, biggest third party again. I think no, I agree. Or even the, those Final Fantasy VII remakes, which are those Sony exclusives? There's uh, a little I bit of rumor because I mean we had Cloud in Smash Brothers. There, so. There's a timed exclusive on PS4, but it'll be on P. I think it'll be on PC and Xbox One as well. So that it does, NX would be a candidate for that. Yeah, yeah, I think that that that's really interesting to me. Um, I. I think that as well as let's let's bring back the good like let's bring back some more Star Wars games. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like that. They have to make good Star Wars games first. Mm. You shut your mouth, <laughs> Bobby. How about yourself? Uh, I'm looking at. I would love to see the Return of Rockstar. I would like to see Grand Theft Auto. I'd mm. like. I'd really love to see Red Dead Red Dead Redemption make oh. its way over. Oh man, let's bring. Let's just get a sequel for that while we're at yeah. it, shall we? Yeah, that'd be exactly like uh, you got to know or you got to not know, but you got to think that they're working on a sequel. So I would love to see if they do do a sequel, see that brought over. Um, I, for me personally, I'd love to see the return of Madden to to the, you know, to it. I'd love to be playing Madden on my Nintendo system again. Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm the, never been a fan of the Madden series that kind of upset me when they stopped releasing on Nintendo. Yeah, that's where they started. Back in the yes. SCNAS days. Yep, exactly. So I would love to see that come back. So there's, you know, those would be my main my main ones that I would be excited for. Cool. Nice. Um, the, and the kind of me, the question is voice chat um, and NX. I will tell you my stance on it. I, I want voice chat to be accessible as a gamer. So as, as a person who plays game, I want games. I want to be able to play Splatoon with Bobby and with Zach and Jesse and have voice chat. We can openly talk about how we're going to whoop somebody. I want that Yeah. from a gamer perspective, from a 35 year old gamer perspective. I want that from a parenting perspective where I have a five and a seven year old who are going to play online games. I want to be able to control who they are playing with in a safe environment. Yeah. Right. So if they want to play with, you know, Nick or or anyone else, I want to be able to say like, yeah, they're on your they're on your friends list. We've accepted them. That's okay. They can play together, right? And you know, in some kind of way, be able to catch 
curse i like curse words like i mean i i'm not i'm not here's the thing i'm not relying on nintendo to monitor my kids playing nintendo games and that someone's gonna curse but what yeah. i do want is a controlled environment where you it's not have- my kids are playing and some douche 15 year old jumps on and decides to call them words that they've never heard of yeah. and have them crying like that experience ain't gonna happen in my house yeah well, um, i think that, i think that's very very easily rectified and that's where they need to lean on DNA and obviously DNA is working with the whole Mitomo thing and all that, but they need to go and they need to in- develop a party chat. And, you know, cause I play party chat on the PS4 and it's, you're bringing your friends in and that's it. That's kind of, you know, like you don't have random people coming in because it's your friends, you know, essentially. So that to me is the answer. They need to develop a party chat system where you can just go through your friends list Invite who you want to invite into the call, and then that's it. Yeah, friends only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because to be honest, I don't want to talk to random people that I don't know. You know, it's kind of, you know, you have that awkward silence most of the time anyway. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Just make your friends only, and I'd be good to go with that. Yeah, agreed. Anyone else want to lean in from a parenting perspective or are we covered? No, I think think that's absolutely, yeah, where I I am with it too. And just being able to – being able to – have it have it just kind of on an account wide basis you know and i think as well having the option uh you know similar to what they've done with mitomo where where you can have it's totally open um i think that not having it a lot of times what nintendo has done before is they create a system that is designed only for children and is so locked down that adults don't enjoy using it because it's too restrictive. And so I think that they also need to have a system in place that can be open that you, if you want to sit there and, and voice chat with strangers that you have that option if you are playing a game with them, but that you're able to turn that off and maybe even have it, it it gets sticky and it gets hard because, because do you make that opt in or opt out? Right. You would, you would want it to be opt from a parenting perspective, I would want it to be opt in, but from getting people to actually use it, you want it to be opt out. And so that's, that's where it, it, if you make it opt in, then a lot of people will never know it's there. But if you make it opt out, then you got a bunch of upset parents who don't know how to turn the dang thing off. Right. And so that, that's, I think where they get, where they get the, uh, the, that's where the tricky part is. Agreed. All right, we got a couple other questions. We're gonna we're gonna power through. Uh, next one comes from Paul. Hey dads, now that uh, now that Super Mario All Stars has been released as a Nintendo Select title, I'm wondering if it's worth uh, to get this title. I already own the original versions of the Wii and Wii U Virtual Consoles. At five dollars a game, is it is the upgrade worth it? Um, I've actually never completed any of these games, so is this a good uh, version? A good way to play through them? Hmm. Back in the ninety early nineties when this launched as an SNES cart, mm-hmm. I would have said definitely yes. Just you know the the inclusion of a game that's never been released in North America before, and the ability to save, which never existed before, were like the two big perks. And then the, the enhanced graphics on the other games were just kind of icing. But now I I still think twenty dollars is too much for that. It it literally should have been an eight dollar virtual console game. 
Yeah, I mean, if you've already got the originals for for either the Wii or the Wii U, and you have access to them, I would just keep them there. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going out and spend. Like, like you could use that five bucks probably somewhere else, in my opinion. But that's I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone else. I, no, I agree. I, see, I would say buy it. That's that's just me. You know, I mean, like, I, I feel like it's part of Nintendo history. It depends. Mm. I, I get a view of how big of a Nintendo fan you are. You know, if you're if you're a huge Nintendo fan, it's a part of history, and I and I like that it's consolidated all on one disc. I still haven't heard yet if the twenty dollar package comes with the art book that came with the original thirty dollar package when it was new. Hmm. I don't believe it does. I, I think it doesn't, it's just a no. disc. Yeah, it's then just a 20, disc with the yeah. yeah. It's just a disc with the game, and that's it. It doesn't that come with the art book and and all that stuff. No. And wasn't the original oh. the same price? <laughs> Like I think the original, like when it was originally released on Wii with the disc or with that, it was like twenty bucks or something. So well, it was it was thirty dollars in in the south side of the border. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was in Canada. Mm. Back I then. actually got mine packed in with my my Mario Special Edition Wii, so I didn't I don't I didn't even know what the price was. I basically got the game for free, more right or less. On. Okay, uh, right on. Uh, I just looked at the time. Good gosh. <laughs> okay, one more email. Uh, one more, gonna... and then we're done. All right, this hey, Dad, Chris, I'll read it if you if you don't. Uh, you've read some. I'll read okay, it. Hey, I'll, I could do it. Share. Hey, yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Whose show do you think this is? <laughs> uh, hey, Dad's. This is uh from Chris. It says, hey, Dad's. Uh, this is both of our show. This is everybody's show. This is a community show. Uh, as <laughs> Hey, dads, as I've said before, I've never owned a gaming console other than the handhelds. With this, with the SNES on the 3DS, I am experiencing some games for the first time. I recently fell in love with Earthbound. Now I understand the hype as I have entered Tucson. I love the num- the numbers in the town names, by the way. My question is about the series. I feel the best way to reintroduce the series is on a handheld, but I think they should remake Earthbound in the same 2.5D that a link between worlds was done in. What do you guys think from Chris? Um, I actually love the idea. I don't know if they necessarily need to remake it. Maybe they could remake it, but uh, I think that that would be a really great way for them to do like a mother four. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. I think they're going to release mother three. I, I actually can see them remaking mother three in that style before doing earthbound. I think that actually could be really, really successful for them. To part of, the, part of the charm of these games is the art style, and yeah, that's true. It'll you know getting those you know trying to turn these into poly- polygonal three D figures, it, you'll probably ruin some of the charm. I think so. Well, and I mean to a certain extent, like looking at these at the Ness and Lucas Amiibo, the Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers did a good job at at um, kind of you know what's the word adapting them for for the for that game, um, but I definitely I agree I think that there is a certain charm to that art style that would be lost for sure. Yeah, I think for me I'm what made me okay when this game when Earthbound first launched I I looked at it when I was a kid and I was like this is weird. It doesn't look cool. I don't like it. And I put it away and I played a little bit. And I put it away years later. I think that's what made me really fall in love with it because I looked at the art style and I was like, wow, I love this pixel art. And it really drew me back in. So for me, I would prefer just to stay with 
you know, maybe like you said, if they can ever convince Etoy to write a fourth game to to bring this into the future, and that would be the way to handle Mother Four, I'd be all for that. For me, I would rather just leave three and 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 Earthbound alone and kind of keep it the pixel art because I love the pixel art with this stuff. I think it looks phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah. Right on, man. Very cool. Uh, any any other thoughts on that, Justin? What do you think? Um, I think we should be happy we got Earthbound. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to poke the bear in them. Like, no, we're just going to take it away now. Yeah. Yeah. I so. I agree. Right on. Uh, very cool. Well, I think that about does it, Justin. What do we got as at the tail end of the show here? Yeah, a couple things to make you make sure you guys are aware of just before we head out, guys. Bobby, thanks for joining us. Greatly appreciate Thank it. You. It was awesome. Um, we love what you do, so keep it up. Thank you very much. Uh, next couple of weeks, what we have going on this Sunday, guys, we are going to release our retro rewind where we talk about Pokemon, uh, red, blue, and yellow. Uh, then next week, uh, Randon Arnold will be joining as a guest. He's part of our, uh, Patreon community and he's a podcaster and a YouTuber, YouTuber. So, uh, check him out as well. And then on April 27th, uh, Matt Disden is going to be joining us and he actually has done some audio work um, the soundtrack for Tiny Galaxy on the eShop. So we're going to check that out uh, as well. As Zach was mentioning, our retro rewind for the month of April is Earthbound. Surprise, we've been talking a lot about it. So make sure you go over and you check out uh, and download Earthbound. Play along with us. We love playing and hearing your experience as well. Big shout out to um, Adam Leonard uh, from the Mega Dads. So you go to megadads.org. Check out his awesome work and the commissions that he does. Uh, Zach, what else you got for us? Right on. So, of course, if you guys want to check out our one-up box, again, we've got an awesome partnership with them. Use the code Nintendo Dads and uh, get a discount on your first order. And, of course, if you guys want to follow us on all the business and the Twitters and, you know, all the things that you kids do these days, uh, at Nintendo Dads on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, you can email us, nintendodads at gmail.com. Head over to youtube.com slash C slash Nintendo Dads. Uh, and that's our YouTube channel. And if you put a slash live on the end every Wednesday night, you're going to find that we are streaming live. Uh, and that's what we do. We record live every Wednesday night as well. If you want to call in, leave us a voicemail and talk to old Winifred or whatever her name is to this week. Uh, 929-25-ENTADS. That's 929-256-3237. And you can leave us a voicemail over there. If you want to get some sweet Nintendo Dads merch, head over to tiny.cc slash Nintendo Dads store. As well as huge thanks to... uh, uh, OC Remix throughout uh, for <laughs> big thanks to OC Remix for our music throughout the show as well as to Carter Johnson for our amazing cover art as usually head over to megacarter.tumblr.com and check us check her out and if you want to change the world go over to iTunes leave a five star review written reviews are even better uh, and uh, again if you want to subscribe go over to iTunes Stitcher Google Play Music and of course vgtribune.com For me, for Jesse, for Justin, and for Bobby, the Geek Guru, we'll see you guys, everybody, next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.